0: Hello, today I'm talking with uh, Michael from uh, Global Merc, and we're going to be talking about corporate fund structures. Um, Michael, can you give me a definition of what a corporate fund structure is?
1: Yeah, no worries uh, at all, Monty. Uh, well co- corporate fund structure is, uh, as, as the name suggests, a structure. It's a structure of uh, a, um, uh, an investment or a managed, a managed investment scheme. Or a vehicle that um, is set up according to, uh, it's quite a number of variables. Um, so it's a structure design and is regulated by, um, uh, uh, depending on, on um, uh, the type of uh, industry you're involved in. In, in our industry of managed um, investment schemes, we're regulated by ASIC, the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. Um, the, they govern how we set up these structures. So we've got to make sure that when we do set up these structures that it's uh, um, it's legal and it's compliant. so and that includes all the governance processes like from end to end of how a uh, an investment scheme uh, is managed. So the structure includes uh, the main one is the licensee. so there's a product that um, requires a license to to manage then as on top of that structure, you would require a, either a responsible entity or a trustee to, to manage the overall assets of the fund. And then you've got the fund itself, um, which is a managed investment scheme, which is a pool fund where investors um, pool together their portion of the money uh, they want to invest in and the fund goes out and uh, acquire the assets that uh, the, um, the, uh, the fund aims to, to, uh, to target.
0: Now, and then, Sorry to interrupt you there, Michael, so, yeah, sure. so we're, I'm getting together with other people and we're pooling our funds to invest in this corporate fund structure. What kind of assets can a corporate fund hold?
1: The the, the assets that the fund can hold depends on uh, uh, what, whether the licensee is uh, legally uh, allowed to, to uh, I suppose, to, uh, to target. So there's there's quite a number of uh, different types of asset classes out there and the the categories can include cash. The simplest form is cash which includes um, bank deposits, term deposits, uh, savings, cheque accounts, cash management accounts, etc. So that just goes in the bank and it sits there and earns interest. That's the simplest um, way to make, uh, I suppose, uh, a conservative amount of um, returns. And then you've got um, fixed interest. Uh, which includes uh, government bonds, corporate bonds, mortgages uh, and uh, securities, hybrid securities and then uh, there's also property. Property residential, uh, so property uh, investments uh, can be uh, developments or um, or long term. So we, we can have a fund where we can buy assets, we can buy commercial, commercial assets, um, or even residential assets, and we 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 sit on that for a period of five, six, seven years, and investors can earn um, revenue from from rental gain from from these assets, and subsequently maybe a sale down the end uh, end of the track. There, um, they sell the property, and any sort of capital gains they can um, split these profits and or returns uh, amongst um, investors. And there's equities equities is uh your typical um stock exchange share markets et cetera so they they're the sort of the main sort of categories of uh of assets that can be managed
0: now these all sit inside a corporate fund structure and then you talked about um you know the, the funds and the scheme and all of that. It sounds like it's quite a complex um and and multiple layers that build up this thing is is that is that true
1: that, that that's that's very true um as I mentioned earlier, that uh, the the regulators who look after uh, the legislation in terms of uh, in uh, managed investments uh, have put together. It, it's one of the the highest regulated industry in in the country, and and one of the reasons for that is it, it's aimed to protect consumers and investors. Uh, so they want to make sure that you know there's no um, operators out there who manage investment schemes and and uh take investors' money and uh, uh in one of i suppose uh, a, a, a looser example is go to the casino and put on black and hopefully they uh <laughs> it returns black so the whole idea of the regulation is to make sure that that doesn't happen, and that's why the corporate structure is so complicated to make sure that um uh there's there's lots of governance and lots of compliance and lots of reporting <laughs> back to um to uh you know to to the regulators and to to our investors um you know there's people out there who who thinks go let's go and get a, a Australian financial services license and we'll run our own managed investment schemes um it's not as easy as that if it was every single person will have their own license and they'll set up their own scheme and they'll go and um get investors money and uh and go loose with it so uh, and that's not the case, and that's why there's not many licenses that are on issue out there to um to do that because it's it's very regulated so um,
0: so, so michael uh, um you, you mentioned everything in there from um, you know cash on deposit to bonds to property residential or commercial to equities and and most of those things as a as an investor myself I kind of understand but what I don't understand is corporate fund structures so what are the considerations or what are your top 3 tips that I need to be looking at in in addition to the assets under management but but the management how what are the key points there for the corporate fund structure that I need to be aware of and be looking at
1: yeah so one of the components of the corporate structure Is uh, and I'll just quickly go through uh, just some of the key structural points that uh, essential is. uh, As I mentioned, you need the the trustee, the 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 responsible entity or the trustee, which is uh, Global Merseys, is 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 that. Uh, You need a custodian. Custodian um, is uh, in in many cases can be a bank that is um, vested with the authority to look after the assets. It's an independent, um, uh, you know. Outsource provider that looks after the assets of the fund uh, Global Mercedes does that in house as well uh, with with wholesale funds we we uh, are our own custodian uh, and we separate these assets by trust accounts bank trust accounts we set it up so that it protects investors' um, um, either money or assets and then you also got the fund administrator and unit registry so they're the, they 're the people who looks after investors' details uh, Register them, allocating uh, the number of units that, that money, um, um, the money, uh, relative to the money they put in. Um, so so that's the broad sort of structure. And, and, and within those structures is when there is a managed investment scheme, um, we have to produce what is called an offer document. Uh, if it's a retail product designed for mum and dad, we're required by ASIC or by the Corporations Act to produce a product disclosure statement. Now, we all hear about PDSs for insurance products or super products or um, uh, quite a broad range of even mortgages and all that sort of stuff, there's PDSs uh, documents for, for uh, these sort of services, same as a Managed Investment Scheme. So the PDS, what investors should look at is within that PDS, um, make, sure, make sure that the PDS sufficiently outlines um, the investment strategies. Who who's going to do what? The fees, the costs, um, and make sure that the corporate profile of the company that's going to look after uh, the corporate fund structure is sufficiently uh, resourced and qualified to uh, to make these investment decisions.
0: Now, Michael, you, you you snuck in there, and I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, it, bottom line stuff. So. At some point, when I when I hear you speak, I'm I'm hearing all this compliance and legislation and reporting and documentation. Um, is there a a range of reasonable, um, you know, as a is it a percentage funds under investment? How 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 is this all? Um, how is it costed out, and what's the bottom line? Or do I need to have a half a million or a million dollars to even play in this market?
1: No, it depends on the product. Again, it boils down to. Um, if it uh, like I mentioned, retail and wholesale. So retail is what we refer to the the mums and dads, you know, people who don't have a lot of money, but has enough or a little bit, then they want to invest in in uh, certain uh, investment schemes where uh, they can sit on it for a year or two years and and get you know uh, a return that's greater than probably what what bank interest offers. Um, so what we do is is in our offer document. Uh, we will outline uh, what the minimum contribution amount would be uh, and what the expected return uh, would be. There's no guarantees. There's, there's no guarantees in any investments and if, if the anyone who says that, then uh, they're either uh, footing the, the balance, um, the shortfalls out of their own pocket or they're, it's totally inaccurate. So we all aim at a target and we outline our strategies of how we, we, we hope to achieve this target. Um, and it, it's all outlined in the offer document. So, you know, for a retail product, uh, a minimum investment can be $5,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, or again, it depends on the product. Uh, it can range. But generally, from what we've seen, it's minimum of about 5000 and it can go up to as high as you want to to uh, to put in. Whereas a wholesale product, which is designed for our uh, sophisticated uh, market, uh, high net worth, people who have investment experience, successful business people, or people who've got a lot of um, uh, financial backing. Uh, we uh, usually start that at, a, at uh, half a million.
0: Right. And, uh, and what kind of fees yeah. are we talking to for the administration of a corporate uh, uh, corporate fund?
1: Yeah, well, f- fees again will vary on the product type and the the sophistication of the um, the design of that corporate structure. So, so yeah, it depends on the the type of product we we can. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier is you 've got your own core uh, structure uh, that I explained before, and as it gets more complicated, we may need to engage an external service provider, which means um say for you know for equities for stock market shares, and all that we we may need to engage um a broker we may need to engage a uh, investment officer who may have to make these um, uh, investment decisions and uh, strategic decisions et cetera. So we may incur costs to engage these additional outsourced providers and these costs, um, there's two types of costs when you're talking about a managed investment scheme. You're talking about a direct investor cost. Generally the direct investor cost is just the advisor. So if they've got a financial planner who's referred them to the fund, um, they might get a commission out of that in which, which has to be disclosed. So they might get that or there may be an entry or exit fee. Um, the rest of the fees and charge for running a scheme, we will take it out of the asset of the scheme, so it's not taken out of an individual investor. So what that means is, you know, if there's a pool of five million dollars in the in the fund, um, and there's fees for managing um, managing the fund. Then those fees will come out of that five million, out of the pool assets, not one or two investors. It comes out of the pool. Uh, all our fees uh, are required to be disclosed. Uh, and it's all spelt out. So, and, it, and that's why it's important for an investor to look at the PDS. The fund structure uh, is set out in there, and and fees and all that is part of all that the fund structure and, and the corporate governance.
0: Right. So it, it it pays me to read my documentation.
1: Correct. <laughs> it's a big document, and and as I mentioned to you, is uh, it, it's it's highly regulated, and the the aim of the regulation is to protect. Uh, investors from um, uh, anything that potentially could be misleading. So an offer document or PDS, uh, it can you know, it, it can range between 40 pages up to about 70 pages right. <laughs> on average. So it's quite a big document, and that's the reason for that is it needs to outline all the corporate structure and all the strategies and uh, and the fees and costs. It it, it virtually has to, have, has to disclose everything an investor needs to know. That's why it's such a a detailed document.
0: Well, thanks for that Michael. If somebody needs to get in touch with you or they've got questions because this is a complex uh, area of investing and, and, and the structures that are bound around it, what's the mm-hmm. best way to get hold of you?
1: The best way is our website is uh, jump on the, the Global Mercees uh, website, so it's just www.globalmerces.com.au. Uh, all the details and contacts in there, uh, you'll find that when you look at the website it's quite impressive. It, um, Uh, We do have uh, um, very good, we're very well resourced, uh, very well equipped in terms of technology and and staff and experience to provide um, what I call bespoke end-to-end funds management solutions. So we we provide um, everything, as I said, from from start to finish. Someone can come to us and say, hey, I want to start a managed investment scheme in property. Um, How do we do it? We, we will guide them through that whole process, explain them to the corporate structure, how we would set it up. We, we, um, seek, uh, uh, we work with our legal team to seek advice from them on how we can set up to make sure it is legal because it has to be legal and it has to be authorised uh, and the licence has to have the necessary endorsement um, or approval by ASIC to, to be able to cope with that particular asset class. So yes, yeah, so at governessace.com.au, uh we we can provide uh uh yeah any uh, answers to questions you may have uh if you're starting out on this uh this new journey.
0: Great. Thank you for that, Michael. I appreciate your time today. Look forward to chatting in the future.
1: No worries. Okay, thanks Monty.